All righty, folks. Welcome back to another episode of the Uppercut Podcast. I'm here with Mikey and Jeff, as always. We're going to do a quick review of the UFC Fight Night Grasso versus Araujo card, and then a quick preview of the UFC 280 card uh, that is going to be happening on Saturday. So, starting off, Pete Rodriguez versus Mike Jackson. Um, Pete Rodriguez gets a pretty solid KO on Mike Jackson a minute 33 into the first round. Um, Pete Rodriguez has some cool tattoos, and that's about really what I took away from that fight. Uh, Jeff, you take anything other than the tattoos and the KO away from this, or what? Uh, yeah, Pete Rodriguez has absolute fucking hammers for hands. Dude, that knockout was fucking vicious. Mike Jackson looked like he doesn't belong in the UFC, honestly. Yeah, uh, Mikey, do you think that Mike Jackson belongs in the UFC? Uh, after that performance, absolutely not. <laughs> yeah, you fucking hit him with the fucking just beat it. Yeah, <laughs> and a Corey Sandhagen grade knee. Yeah, that was insane. That was rough. That was rough. All right, next fight. My one of my one of my new my favorite fighters now, Tatsutaira versus CJ Vergara. Tatsutaira gets the submission, and what I love about this fight is that last time we saw Tatsutaira fight. He took on Carlos Candelario, and that fight was an absolute brawl. There wasn't a ton of wrestling. It was it was just a lot of like stand up. This fight was a little bit of the opposite against of that. Tatsutaira takes uh, CJ Vergara to the ground, um, and he just had great ground control, ground control, and then ends up submitting him. And the reason I like that is because it shows that Tyra is a very complete fighter, and he's very young. And CJ Vergara was like in his thirties, I think thirty one maybe. Um, he had a lot of age over Tyra and a little bit more experience. And this was a, a nice statement win for Touch of Tyra. I'm a, such a huge fan, and I love his uh, post-fight interviews. They make no sense. It's a lot of screaming, and they're the best. Jeff, do you think this was a statement win for Tatsu? Tatsuro? Sorry. Tatsuro. Yeah, definitely. And and like we've said before with these like young fighters who like we have like so much potential and hope for, what you call it, Tatsu Tyra and his, this is like his paddy fight where he dealt with a little bit of like adversity in that mm-hmm. first round. Yeah. On the grappling side, CJ Vergara was kind of getting the better of them grappling stages. And then he comes out in the second round and subs him. Yeah. Beautifully done by him. Um, And I completely agree with that point. Mikey, do you think, how do you feel about Tatsu Tyra? Do you think he is going to be anything in this flyweight division? Uh, I hope he gets right back in the ring because he said three more fights to a title fight. I think that's what he said in his post fight. I don't know about that. I don't know what the fuck he said. He was just screaming. Yeah, was yeah screaming I don't know lot. about that. But uh, I, I mean, if he keeps it up, maybe within two to three years, we could see him competing for a title. I mean, he's, what, 22? Is that all he is? Yeah, something like that. He was born in like 2000, I think. So yeah, he's oh, 22. Shit, I know that. Yeah, he gets a couple more fucking big wins under his belt. I don't see why not. Yeah, I don't, I don't see why not either. Um, and I think he can be a draw, especially to the Japanese audience. Like that's a big market. Um, you can get some fans over from there. And yeah, I fucking love him. Um, next fight, Pierre Rodriguez versus Sam Hughes. This was a brawl, and I didn't listen to this one with sound, so maybe I was off. But I completely thought Sam Hughes won this one. I thought it was Sam Hughes via split decision, but they gave it to Pierre Rodriguez. Um, I know Jeff didn't watch this one. Mikey, did you watch this one? And did you feel the same way as me? Yeah, I thought this was a weird one because I, I kind of thought 
Rodriguez won by a slight smidgen, but like you said, I didn't think Sam Hughes looked bad at all. So I don't, yeah. it leaves her in a weird spot because I don't know if she just didn't show up or she's just not quite there yet, like competitor wise, but I think she still looked pretty fucking good. Like, I don't think she lost much. No, she was on a two fight win streak and she, they, it was in within that year. She was trying to get that third fight in a year to win the third win in a year rather. And, um, I, I honestly thought she did it, but maybe I just was missing something. Um, I thought it was either one by split. I did not th- think it was unanimous at all. And um, I don't. I agree. I don't think this performance hurt her in any way, but it definitely wasn't like a stellar performance by either woman. But it was a good fight. They both threw it threw it all out there. Um, next one, John. Whoa, Joe Anderson Brito versus Lucas Alexander. This one was a pretty quick submission. Um, I honestly can't remember this one to be honest. So I don't know, uh, Jeff. Do you remember this fight? No, uh, Mikey. Do you yeah, I didn't fight? even get to watch this one. Yeah. Um, the only thing I really took away from this one is I want to see Brito fight Nate Landewear next because Brito's a fucking brawler. Nate Landewear's a brawler, and they're both working up the ladder. So I want to see that matchup next. There you go. Let's see it. Let's put it out there, Dana. Get it done. Um, next fight, Malkoon Mal- versus Nick Maximov. Um, Nick Maximov. Basically, the reason this fight is important is that Nick Maximov looks like, again, I didn't watch listen to this one or watch this one with any sound, so I don't know what happened, but his knee, like, he was definitely grimacing every time anything happened, and he fucked up his knee. Jeff, do you know what happened to Maximov's knee? I'm still not sure. I didn't get to see what the injury was after, but I have no fucking idea, but he, like, hyperextended it. Early, earliest yeah. fuck in the first round. Yeah. And since then, he was just fucked. Yeah. And honestly, I don't know how Jacob Malkoon let it go to a decision. He should have finished him. That's oh honestly God. so fucking bad. Yeah, that was a pretty bad fight. Like, Malkoon, Nick Maximov was like an injured animal in there, and his head is so fucking large, and I don't understand how Malkoon could not make contact with his noggin like it was ridiculous he had him against the cage and maximov is like grimacing like he looked like me out there and malcoon just could not put him away i was pretty i was just pretty like i just didn't like this fight mikey are you surprised that malcoon was not able to get it done uh i gotta i gotta say boys i kind of thought opposite of it because i liked in uh, malcoon's post-fight interview he said he just wanted to stick to his plan he stayed disciplined. He kept what he wanted to do. He didn't really stray away from that. Like, I don't know. Sometimes you fucking act on someone's injury or what you think True. is a weakness. They rush in. They get fucking blasted. I kind of like how he just wore him down. I don't think he won over any fans with this fight or anything like that. But, I mean, a win against Maximov saying something. And I'm wondering if Maximov is spiraling down as fast as he came in spiraled up. Yeah. Because he's not looked no, too no. hot the last two fights. No. Um, I think this one he can chalk up to injury, but uh, that Petrovsky fight he doesn't really have any excuse for because his grappling was supposed to be his bread and butter, and he just got like just got taken down immediately and submitted immediately um, by Petrovsky, who is like a world class grappler. But yeah, I agree. Uh, Max, I was thinking the same thing while I was watching. I was like, wow, I've never seen someone rise so quickly and then just fall. <laughs> and um, I know he's still in the Diaz camp, so. They'll get him right, but yeah, I don't know. It, it it doesn't look very good for him right now, especially if he has a a really serious knee injury. He's going to be set back for a while. Um, next fight, 
that we want to talk about. Alonzo Menfield versus Misha Serkanov. This is the one that I highlighted about. I think I was saying that Menfield's fucking massive and I could see him getting it done. Boy, did he fucking get it done. He Minute 28 in, he just fucking put Serkanov to sleep. That was a fucking vicious KO. Both these guys were massive, but Menfield is just a whole... He looks like a fucking football player out there. Jeff, um, were you surprised by the outcome of this fight? And do you think that... Like, how do you feel about Menfield? No, I'm not surprised at all. I thought this was going to be a fucking knockout in the first round, no matter what. Both of these motherfuckers, bang. Yeah. They they are damn near heavyweights. I don't know. They're like heavyweights that fucking cut an extra fucking 40. Dude, no joke. They are heavy-handed. And Alonzo Menafield, I can't wait to see what he does in that light heavyweight division because he's knocking motherfuckers left and right. <laughs> Mikey? It's it's kind of reminiscent of, like, Sweet Dream Hill fucking rise. Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. Um, Mikey, I noticed that Menafield was just hunting that right hand. And this one I did listen to was sound. And Paul Felder was like, it's very clear that uh was I think that was Paul Felder that was on the call, but um whoever was on the call, he was like, it's very clear that Menfield wants to get that right hand. Um, if he hunts like that against the light heavyweights, do you think he still has a chance, or do you think they're gonna pick pick him apart and just realize that he's only hunting for that right hand? They're gonna piece mm, him up. It'll deprive depend on a matchup, I guess, would be the cop out answer. But one thing I took from this is that. Misha showed that he depends on his fucking grappling way too much and his striking isn't up to par. And uh, like you guys were saying about Menafield, though, I'm wondering if his age timeline-wise is going to line up right for him to have a lot of big fights because he's 35 already. I mean, how many fights can he possibly get before he's either on a super decline or done completely? I don't even know if we'll get to see him fight any big names. I hope we do, but I doubt it. Yeah, that's a very fair point. I didn't realize how old he was, and yeah, that's a great point. Like, if he's too old, it might be it might be a little past his time. Um, the next fight we're gonna talk about is the Jordan Wright versus Todorovich fight. And Jeff, I'm just gonna let you go because you're the one that put me on to Jordan Wright, and he looks solid at first. Then he just got he, to his credit, he ate like 40 KO shots. So, the floor is yours, Jeff. Yeah, I, I mean, I wasn't saying he was he was. You know, no. that, the greatest fighter. And you all said he was going to, you said it was going to be a great fight. comes out and was it or was it not? <laughs> it was a great fight. You were right about that. You, you were, you were completely right. Oh, shit was phenomenal. Both of them looked like they were fucking out like several times. Yeah. Fucking. And then, God damn it. The fucking was set at one and a half fucking rounds. And he fucking goes down fucking, oh, my God, 30 seconds later after. Yeah, yeah. just missed it. It was literally like a... lock is another fucking Dunyan, dude. Yeah, got to start fading the locks. Got to start fading fucking whatever I say on say on yeah. here. Yeah, you got you to... Gotta, the Hammy Sosa locks of the week are just... You got to fade them at this point right now, unfortunately. <laughs> Maybe you can turn yeah. it around with 280, though. I believe in you. Um. Mikey, did you enjoy this fight as much as you did? Yeah. (laughs) Did you enjoy this fight Uh, as much as you did, Mikey? Yeah, it was enjoyable. But one thing about these two, if fucking striking and violent fights didn't draw the attention of fans, these motherfuckers would have been long gone, dude. Yeah. Long gone. Their defense is abysmal. 
awful. Both of these two. I mean, that was some of the worst defense I've ever seen. They were hitting at an 80% strike rate, both of them, before the end of the fight. Holy fuck. Their defenses are just not up to par. Like, both these guys probably get a couple more fights under their belt just to fucking sell some tickets, and they'll get their ticket out for sure. They're done. Yeah, that was... I completely agree. I was like, this is ridiculous, <laughs> but it was awesome. Um, Next fight, Mikey, I want you to go with on this one. You sort of called it. You said that you think Cub Swanson might be towards the end of his career. Um, You thought maybe he wasn't going to be able to get this one done. He ends up losing via a like KO. Um, The floor is yours. Why don't you talk about it a little bit? Uh, Yeah, super out of character for Cub Swanson. I, like you said, I did think this was coming. It made it even more out of character because she was talking about a warrior who's fought up and down the UF roster and lost via a what would you even call that, Jeff? What did you watch this one? Like K- KO. Yeah, it was like a. But it wasn't. Like, it, I don't even know. It was like it wasn't even really strong kick. It was. It was awkward to watch. I felt for Cub. I felt like we we're seeing diminish, and we really watched it in this fight. It's very out of character for him. I didn't really enjoy watching it, to be honest. I don't know. I'm on the total opposite side. This motherfucker, Jonathan Martinez. Those kicks are brutal. Yeah. Put down Cub Swanson with fucking leg kicks? Are you kidding me? Yeah, yeah but did he Dude. put down Cub Swanson with leg kicks, or did he put down Pup Up with leg kicks is more what I'm wondering. He fucking <laughs> put down Cub Swanson with leg kicks. Did you hear that, motherfucker? Dude, that yeah. thing said boom. Yeah, the ones before, for sure. I didn't know about the one that landed. Yeah, it was like an inside. Down, but... It was like an inside I don't know. I just It was kind of strange. Yeah, I, th- I think we're seeing the beginning of the end for him. And Jonathan Martinez, I agree, Jeff. He is fucking, he's a brawler, and I do like watching him. I just didn't like watching that for Cub. Some of the most vicious kicks I've seen since, like, fucking Edson Barbosa. I don't <laughs> fucking know, dude. Those kicks were brutal. Yeah. Agree to disagree. I mean, they, I mean, they were definitely brutal, but, um, yeah, I hope, I, I wonder if, like Mikey said, it's the beginning of the end for Cub. Um, the final fight, honestly, I only got into the second round because I was like trying to rewatch it before we recorded. Um, so it looked like a good fight, but I know you guys watched it. Um, Alexa Grasso wins via unanimous decision. All right, so uh, Jeff, can you ex- like just t- talk this fight out a little bit? Explain your feelings on it. It was kind of boring. It was just overall dominance by Grasso. It was one of those fights where you watch the first round and you pretty much got the gist of it. Grasso's going out there. She's banging. Araujo uh, uh, <laughs> just, she didn't look like she should have been in the scene even like league dude it was ridiculous it was just overall domination yeah fair enough uh mikey did you feel the same as jeff yeah and alexa gross has put herself in good position because i was kind of reading up on who's in front of her right now after that it's jessica andrade lauren murphy talia santos and chukagian if chukagian loses this weekend we might have another uh, new number one contender on our hands there you go I like no it. Doubt. I like it. All right. And she a- might have something to give Shevchenko. Shevchenko would be seeing a different look. Yeah. I like that idea too. Um, all right. This was uh, a pretty good, I mean, like pretty average card. Nothing too crazy. But the next card we're going to be talking about, UFC 280. I'm excited, boys. This one might be even a little overhyped, but let's get into it. So 
First fight I want to highlight on this card is the Muhammad Mokayev versus Malcolm Gordon fight. Mokayev is a minus a thousand favorite, and he fucking deserves it. He is insane. Jeff, do you think Malcolm Gordon can can um get it done? Uh, I I mean, dude, Malcolm Gordon's decent and all, but goddamn, Muhammad Mokayev's a fucking dog. I don't see any way he fucking survives Muhammad Makayev, but to be fucking in minus, what was it, 1,175? Uh, on ESPN right now, it's minus 1,000. That's fucking sickening. Yeah. <laughs> Mikey? Yeah, well, I think... I'm about to look it up real quick. Correct me if I'm wrong. I think Malcolm Gordon only gets finished, too. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. really not playing well for him with an up-and-comer, a young prospect. So, <laughs> yeah, I, like Jeff said, he's decent. I don't know about minus 1,000. That seems a little far-fetched. But, yeah, I'm thinking Mikhaev wins completely. Yeah, that's – yeah, I agree. Um, Next fight, Armin Petrosian versus AJ Dobson. This is going to be a fucking banger. I'm just excited to watch this one. I don't really have any thoughts on who's going to win. Mikey, do you think Petrosian pulls this one out, or do you think Dobson gets the upset? I I think Petrosian's a little sharper, but this is definitely my uh, we'll call it a fucking Nyquil pick of the night because someone is fucking sleeping for sure. <laughs> There's no pick. way this makes a decision. I probably will now that I said it, but I, I'm not seeing it. <laughs> Both these guys are bangers. Neither of them are known to wrestle and really ever do wrestle. Dobson does here and there, but Petrosian hardly ever does. Someone's going to be sleeping counting sheep. Yep. NyQuil pick of the night is the best thing ever. We're keeping that. That's going to be a thing we do for the rest of the show. Um, Jeff, you think this is going to be a NyQuil pick of the night or what? Fucking do I. This is going to be an absolute banger. Both <laughs> these motherfuckers are dogs. Absolute dogs. And Let's fucking Yeah, go. I can't wait to watch this. Can't wait either. Uh, Fight for this card. I can't wait either. Me too. Um, next fight, Abu Abu Bakar Nurmagomedov versus Godsi Omar Gadaev. Jesus fucking Christ. Um, <laughs> Jeff, <laughs> I'm gonna let you go on this one. Tell us about it. It's a fucking Nurmagomedov fight. I mean, there's not much else to say. Exactly. It's, it's gonna be a fucking probably utter domination by another Nurmagomedov. There you go, Mikey. I'm siding with Jeff. There you go. All right, next one. Uh, I don't. I don't know Lucas Almeida versus Zubaira Takagov. So let's go to Ozdemir versus Nikita Krylov. I'm excited for this one. I I like watching Ozdemir. I like watching Nikita Krylov. Um, this is gonna be a fucking banger. Like, there's no other way to put it. Like, Nikita uh, Ozdemir pieced up. Uh, fucking what's the Scottish guy's name? Paul, Paul, something. Paul Craig. Paul Craig. Paul Craig and his fucking face paint. So I'm excited to see what he does against Nikita Krylov and someone who actually wants to fight and not do, not like sit on his back. Um, I'm really excited to watch this fight. Um, Mikey, are you excited for this one? I am. I think it's between two guys who really are having a hard time, like hitting their absolute peak in the UFC, and I think that guy's going to be Krylov. Think he's gonna pick him apart? I I think he might even finish Ozdemir. I think it's gonna be a big step for Krylov in the right direction. Let's go, Mike. Uh, Jeff, do you agree? 
Yeah, I, I, I think I'm siding with Mike on this one. This might be a big old step for Mr. Krylov. After, All right. But he did lose to Paul Craig, which Ozemir did not. So the MMA math does not check out, which usually goes in Mike's favor. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, well, let's do make it a family play and lock it up. We're going to take uh, the Krylov money line minus 170. You're giving up a little juice, but fuck it. Let's take it. Um, Next fight, Kayo Baraljo with his weird fucking neck tat is taking on um, Muradov. I don't really know much about Muradov, so uh, Jeff, I'm gonna let you just fucking talk about it because I don't know much about you. Don't know either. All right, Mikey, do you know much about Muradov? Uh yeah, he's pretty fucking decent, but Kayo Baraljo or Bahalo, however you say his last name. He is sharp as fucking shit, dude. Yeah. I mean, he just fights with patience. He's so damn precise. His wrestling's top-notch. And one thing I thought was super weird, he's fucking six inches shorter, but only has a half-inch reach less. Got that is so arms. strange. So it's like a perfect matchup for him to wrestle him out. And I I don't know, boys. I think is going to be at the top here shortly. I'm not saying champion anytime soon, but I think he's going to be ranked within the next year or two. I think he's going to be champion of the bully beaters because he's a big <laughs> anti-bullying guy. Mm-hmm. Like that pick. Um, yeah. Next fight, Bilal uh, Boring Muhammad versus Sean Brady. Uh, Jefferson, I know how much you fucking hate Bilal, so go ahead. Yeah, fuck that shit, Barry, especially what he said about cheesesteaks. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> fuck <laughs> That's the Eagles, hate too. I don't give a fuck about that, but, dude, yeah, fuck him. Fuck that shit, Bird. Yeah, fuck Bilal. Sean Brady's gonna go out there and shit on him. Sean Brady you know, family. Sean fucking Brady, lock. absolute lock. Absolute lock. <laughs> the closest, the UFC fighter closest to a bodysuit tattoo wise, um, on this card. Fucking make it a family play. Let's fucking go. One or Mike sickest back tats in the world. Fucking yeah. Philly's finest. Philly's finest. Let's he's, fucking go. He's gonna get this dub and then bring a Philly fight night. Exactly, Mikey. You agree? I just wanted to ask Jeff, Jeff, what, I like to always hear what you would bet away. What would you bet away that this goes the distance? Dude, this what, is definitely going to go the distance. Like, what would you bet, though? Because <laughs> you always say your wife, your kids. What would you bet this yeah. week? Dude, I'm betting the fucking the boat in my youngest born. <laughs> <laughs> the boat in the youngest. You heard it here, folks. You heard, you heard it here first, folks. Um, Jefferson is betting the boat and the youngest kids. All right. Next fight. We're going the distance and definitely going to be Sean Brady. So you might as well add a little more cheddar on that. Get a boat and the oldest back. There you go. There you fucking go. Make it a fuck. Is this the Hammy Sosa lock of the week right here? Easy lock of the century. Below the shit bird. Let's go. Let's go. All righty. Next fight. Caitlin Chikagian versus Manon Maybe Firo. I don't know. I'm just going to go with Firo. Um, I honestly don't know much about our girl Manon, but uh, I know about Caitlin Jakagian. We just talked about her. So, Mikey, I'm going to start with you. What are your thoughts on this on this fight, and what do you think is going to happen? Uh, I think Manon, because she comes from a boxing background, she's a standing banger just like Jakagian is, but I think she's a little sharper. Jakagian throws a lot. Almost looks a little gassed out from time to time. I think just because of how much he throws and misses. 
So I think with this huge stage in Abu Dhabi on a huge main card, probably the biggest main card of the past couple of years, I think Fiora shows up and uh, edges her out. I think it's going to decision. Okay, I like that. Uh, Jeff? Yeah, but who knows, because Caitlyn Shikakian, she always has that fucking tendency to somehow bullshit her way into a decision victory. I don't know how she keeps getting away. It's a, it's fucking highway robbery at this point. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't like I said, I don't know much about either one, but yeah, if it does go to decision, I guess we have to go in the way of Chikagian, Get maybe she'll get another robbery. Uh, that'd be kind of a letdown, honestly. But yeah, yeah, be a good Chikagian's fight. a bit of a wild card too. Yeah, you don't really know what's coming. Yeah, every and night. I and I feel like fucking Uncle Pussy from The Sopranos trying to say yeah. fucking Furiota or fucking Furio, fucking Furio, <laughs> dude, his big ass fucking ears. Furio, who the fuck ever? What's bigger? <laughs> what's bigger on Uncle Pussy? Is it his fucking glasses or his ears? You're thinking of fucking Uncle fucking. Oh, what you're you right, June. You're right. I'm thinking of fucking June. June. Yeah, I'm. I'm. Yeah, Pussy's the one whose back hurts, right? And then he... Uh, don't yeah. spoil it. I'm on season two right now. Don't spoil that shit for me. I'm excited to see what happens. They're about to, they're about to fucking whack him, but they're not sure yet. Um, But yeah, it's probably enough... Uh, <laughs> That's probably enough Sopranos talk for this episode. Um, Let's go... Um, Nafilio talk. Nafilio talk. Um, Next fight, Benil Darius versus Mateusz Gamrot. The Slav, the guy from the motherland. Obviously, we're all going to ride with Gamrot, but um, I like Benil a lot. He's able to take punishment, but he hasn't fought in a while. We don't really know how, how he's looking. Teush is uh, he's on a fucking roll right now. He's looking really sharp. Um, Jeff, if Gamrot wasn't from Poland, would you be taking Benil, or does it not matter? I would probably be taking Benil because I'm a fucking money-sniffing son of a bitch, and yeah. He's a dog right now, and I'm like, ooh, Benil had a dog? I mean, yeah. a dog had a dog. That usually usually smells good for the pockets, but, man, I can't go against Game Rot. He's yeah. fucking – he's beating Benil's ass. I mean, what yeah. else can I say? It's he's fucking, one of us. It's Gamer fucking bus, bud. Exactly. Might as well put that pierogi on the fucking – on the <laughs> – Fucking chili, Philly cheesesteak with the fucking Shaw Brady parlay. Let's go. Let's go. Mikey, you taking that? You getting a pierogi cheesesteak? Oh, for fucking sure. I think I think old uh, Benil Darius, as much as he's been hanging around in some absolute battles, I think his uh, layoff's going to hurt him bad. These fighters don't tend to come back good after layoffs, especially when they fucking fight someone within the top ten. Who's just been like a gamrot? Who's just been going at it and going at it the past two years and beating the hell out of people? It, it never usually tends to pan out well. Yeah, no, I completely agree. Um, whatever it is, I'm just excited to watch this fight, no matter what. Hopefully, gamrot gets the win though. The next fight, Piotr Jan versus Sean O'Malley. Um, I think it's time that Sugar Sean uh takes his his first official L, as we've mentioned before. Um. I don't know. I think he's a little too focused on like the social media persona thing and not enough on fighting. And every time he is, I've seen him training. I mean, okay, he obviously trains a shit ton. They all do, but it seems to me like Piotr Jan's like locked in some fucking cave in Russia just training with bears and shit. And Sean O'Malley's like smoking a joint and training um in his in like his gym. But 
I don't know if he's taking Piotr Jan seriously enough, and that scares me. Um, but I honestly have no idea how this fight's going to go. Um, these next three fights are just like, to me, they're 50-50 or pick Like, I honestly have no clue. But this one is probably the one that I, I feel the most, not certain, but like, I feel, I, I feel sort of, I feel lightly strong that, um, fucking Piotr's gets this done. Uh, I don't know if I trust Sugar Sean right now. This is obviously his biggest test. And if he's not taking it extremely seriously, which he probably is, I just think like, he's also hosting a podcast and doing all this other stuff that inevitably just takes time from when he could be training. And I know that he's a human and he has a life too, but these guys like, UFC guys are the farthest thing from human. Like they fucking go crazy. So I'm a little worried about him. Uh, Mikey, do you feel, do you second that sentiment or are you on the uh, Sugar Sean train? No, I'm on the Peter Yon train. But one thing that scares me about this is the fucking three rounder. And I do not like guys like Peter Yon and three rounders because they like to impose their will and really show it late in fights and show why they're like top tier guys. It's going to be tough for him to, go for three rounds with Sugar Sean, you know, playing the distance well, throwing unorthodox strikes and kind of being not in his face distance-wise fighting, but in his face pace-wise mm. is what I think from Sugar Sean because it's only three rounds. So he's really got to show in three rounds to get the win. But, uh, yeah, Peter Jan's fallen into the kind of Robert Whitaker role of abandoned weight. He can't figure out all Joe, but he figures out everyone else and no one else can figure him out. So, yeah, I think Peter Young's going to grind him down and striking's going to be a little more precise, going to throw some takedowns in. I think he'll edge him out by decision. Fair. Jeff? Um, Man, I mean, when this fight was announced, I seriously thought it was a fucking joke. I mean, I didn't I thought Peter Young fucking like a mile away he was going to fucking win, but now that Gets closer, dude. I think Sean might edge it out, dude. Oh, how come? Furion had that, like, his last, or not his last fight, but his fight with Corey Sanhagen, he kind of had difficulty with, and he's similar body type to Sean. He's got, I mean, I wouldn't say similar striking, but they're both very unorthodox with very much power. But the way Sean has power is mostly in his hands, and I mean, that's what Corey was hitting him with. So, I, I mean, I think I like Sean in this, dude. I like them. I like the plus money. I like Sean. It's fair. I mean, it definitely is fair. Um, like I said, I don't feel like extremely strong on either side. It's gonna be. It's just gonna be a fun fight to watch. Um, the next fight, Aljo versus Sterling. I don't know if this one's gonna be fucking fun to watch. Um, I don't you really say Aljo versus Sterling. I mean, not Aljo versus Sterling. Aljo versus Dillashaw or Killashaw, whatever you want to call him. Um, Aljo, uh, I think I give him the slight edge on this one just because no one's been able to figure him out. Um, he just, you know, wears you out. Like Jeff always says, he's the human backpack. Like, um, I think he gets it done, but I, I'm, I don't know. I don't know where this fight's going to go. I could see it going anywhere. Jeff, do you have any clue or no? Yeah, I I don't really know because I mean, Aljamain, he's it's like inevitable that he's going to get to your back. But I mean, if anyone can stop him, it's T.J. Dillashaw. I mean, he's no slouch on the on the fucking wrestler at least defense. 
Yeah. And I mean, he might take it to fucking Aljamain, and I can easily see fucking Dillashaw edging this one out, but I had no idea. Yeah. Mikey? I agree with uh, Jeff completely. I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be a rough run for Aljo. It's going to, it's going to be something he hasn't seen before. Cause I mean, Peter Jan's relentless, but Dillashaw's a different kind of relentless. His stamina and the way he just doesn't let anyone control him is like, it, there's not many guys to do it as well as he does. Yeah. I mean, Aljo does have the fucking, he definitely has the advantage in reach, obviously. So the striking on the, on the fucking feet, Aljo might have him beat it, especially because they tend to give, you know, the champion a little more push with the points with just boring striking all fight. But I don't know. Lieutenant Dan might have him. I agree with Jeff. And I have a soft spot for Lieutenant Dan because the whole thing that happened with him and Alpha Male and fucking <laughs> Uriah Faber. And then he admitted to him cheating. So I kind of have a soft spot for TJ, too. I'd like to see him win. But then he got a snake tattoo, so that was kind of fucking weird. But... Um, to be fair, he yeah. looks he looks completely juiced out of his fucking noggin right now. So maybe he gets it done because he looks fucking cut. I don't know if you saw like those weigh-in pictures. Um, Killershaw looks fucking crazy. Um, yeah, this is another one. Like we said, the next three are just we have no idea. It's really hard to pick. I don't think anyone has like any strong yeah. feeling. The about most either. predictable thing. I'd say the most predictable thing is a Sterling questionable, not really confident in my decision yeah i agree with that i agree with that a lot um yeah let's wrap it up the final fight the 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 hardest fight to pick by any means on one side you got charles Oliveira, just insane could you imagine if you could actually see um absolute demon and then on the other side you have islam makaya makaya chev whatever the fuck um he Trained by arguably pound for pound best fighter of all time in Habib. And I have no idea where this is going to go. I think deep down, I really want Charles to win. Um, Yo, and I think you lagged on that Islam part. Oh, do you want Should I just re- oh, let me restart? Hold on. Yeah, he just restarted. He just said something over. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, no, I sorry. I changed, I changed my Wi Fi. Is that better? Oh, yeah. Better or worse? I think, I think it's better, better, Max. Okay. 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 Wrapping it up. Final fight of the card. Um, this one's the hardest to pick by far, but it's probably going to be the best fight in the card, in my opinion, or just the most entertaining. Um, on one side, you got Charles Bronx Oliveira, absolute fucking dog. Um, he fights like blind, which is crazy. He's insane. Every time people doubt him, he gets it done. Um, there's really no like weak points to his game. And then on the other side, you have Islam, who trains and is trained by arguably the greatest pound for pound, uh, pound for pound fighter in the UFC ever in Habib. And Akaychev has he's got like he's had a long road to this spot, but he also hasn't taken on anyone like serious i would say this is obviously his biggest test and it's going to be hard to see what happens charles Oliveira has been tested before and has proven that he can get it done and he should be coming into this with the title around his waist that that weight cut was a tough he missed about like half a pound that sucks but deep down i want charles to win 
but I have no idea what's going to happen in this fight. I could be, you could tell me literally one of like five different scenarios and I would believe any of them. Um, Jeff, are you as confused about as I am or do you have a lean or what do you think? Yeah, I feel like I've been fucking thinking about this shit for like a year. And for a year now, I've been fucking flipping, flopping who who I think's going to win this shit. I mean, I can't doubt Charles ever. I mean, after that Justin Gaethje fight, it's impossible. And then we have Islam who fucking will have Habib and fucking Hezbollah in the corner. So, yeah, can I go against him? I mean... I really don't know where I'm going with this fight. It's damn near impossible to pick. The only thing you can fucking confirm definitely is it's not going to the fucking judges. No shot. Yeah, I agree with that. Mikey, do you think it goes to the judges or do you agree with uh, Jeff? Uh, Not a chance in hell. I think this is also one of the most confusing title fights probably to ever, ever call, I would say, of all time. Because you're watching a guy who's only beaten one top 15 guy. Islam's only beaten Dan Hook in the top 15. Yeah. Charles is on one of the best runs in UFC history we've probably seen, like five, six fight stretch. And somehow Islam is going in favored, and it doesn't seem weird. Like, it doesn't seem weird yeah. to have him going in favored, which is so fucking bizarre. So I think I'm going to take Islam to edge him out because I think it's going to stay on the ground. I don't think Charles is going to be able to snake his way into a rear naked choke or anything. But he may be able to fucking land something big early. Who knows? Because he does go in guns blazing. But I do know one thing. If Islam wins, I think we're going to see another run the lightweight that's going to be one of the best runs of all time. Because he's going to go through Charles. He's going to definitely going to go through Poirier Chandler. And then the next guys up are some of, I mean, some of the most elite young guys of any class, you got Gamrot, Jalen Turner, Fiziev, Ilya Tupor, and Patty the Batty. All our guys, he's going to have to go through at one point or another. If he can even beat, say, three of those guys after Oliveira and Chandler or Poirier, whoever it would be, this is going to be another top five to ten run in the UFC. I completely agree. Um, this This is just one of the most entertaining fights because of the implications, like what could happen. It's just all so crazy. Um, it's going to be awesome. It's going to be a banger. This card's going to be a banger. Yeah. You know what? I have a question. Yeah. Y'all put Charles as the greatest lightweight of all time if he wins? Mm-hmm. I haven't been in I haven't been in UFC long enough to tell you. Uh, that's my answer. I, I, I Put him over Habib. It's pretty much just him and Habib. I mean, he's kind yeah. of got BJ Penn beat at this point. Or, or yeah. at least even. I think Charles' last six is just more battle-tested than anybody. Gaethje, Poirier, Chandler, Tony Ferguson, Kevin Lee, and then Jared Gordon, I guess, would be like the guy out of those six who's a little weaker. But even before that, Clay Guida, Jim Miller, that's a rough go. That is a rough go at it. Yeah. I yeah. um, To be fair, I put money on Charles Oliveira, by the way. Getting him at plus money, I'm going to put money on that anyway. every time, 10 out of 10. Um, why don't we go through and pick our favorite fights of the card? I'm Mine, done. Or the fight we're most excited for. Mine's this one. We can all pick this one if it's all this one, but if it's not, we'll go through it. Uh, no, nah, mine's... mine's definitely going to be fucking below shit bird getting his shit beat. 
There you go. And then Tom Brady win me some money straight off the bat. And then, you know, it, it might be fucking equal equal love for him and fucking Mr. Gamrot. There I you mean, go. What can I say? Both both homeland for me, so Exactly. I'm excited for both. Exactly. I like it. Mikey. Um I'm gonna say Sugar Sean and Peter, I guess, just because we might see one of the biggest upsets all the time. So Yeah. It'd be cool to see a number one get knocked off by a thirteen. That would be crazy. That would be fucking nuts. Very, very good pick. Um yeah, anything else on this card? I think we covered it pretty well. This is just gonna be an insane card and I can't fucking wait. Um you guys got anything else? Uh, I just I honestly can't wait. This might be the greatest card I've ever I will ever see. I think I completely agree. Um it's gonna be awesome. We hope you all are able to watch it and let's fucking go. Uh that that's gonna do it for us here at the Uppercut Podcast. Thank you all for listening and we will be back uh this week with a review, maybe in a fighter interview, who knows? So stay tuned. <laughs>